There's news out that the association that represents most long-term care homes in Ontario has come out in support of a public inquiry uh, into the sector, but uh, they want more done to support uh, care homes in the interim as deaths obviously are continuing to mount. This is the uh, Ontario Long-Term Care Association. They said a review would solve long-standing issues with the provincial model for care homes, but uh, the unprecedented threat of the virus means action on personal protective equipment and staffing levels was required immediately. Well, that makes sense. So uh, I think wisely, the CEO of OLTCA, her name is Donna Duncan, says public inquiries are important, but they take years. And that's kind of the way I see it. But uh, there's somebody out there who has some ideas on it himself, and uh, he's uh, an old adversarial friend of mine by the name of Stephen Del Duca, who is now the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. He joins us this morning. Hi, Stephen. Hey, Peter. How you doing? I'm doing well under the circumstances, and I, I see by reading about you on a fairly daily basis that so are you. Yeah, it's, look, it's an unprecedented time for all of us, everyone across Ontario and Canada. I think, by and large, uh, most Ontarians have handled it very well under tough circumstances. But as you mentioned in the, uh, in the introductory part there a second ago, we still have some really big challenges, in particular in long-term care. Well, you know, the interesting thing that I've noticed about you is that uh, in certainly the initial days starting in March and going through uh, April, you and uh, Andrea Horvath in the NDP and uh, Mike Schreiner on his own for the Green Party, all of you were pretty supportive and uh, you kind of locked arms with Doug Ford and put the political stuff aside because we needed to uh, to be absolutely solid in our approach to the virus and uh, and you did that but now there are some questions being asked as we begin slowly to uh, reopen and start to think in terms of whatever the new normal is supposed to mean and uh, I know that you have questions about long-term care deaths in Ontario and Canada are you one of the people who says you, you think uh, an official inquiry has to be held so I, I believe that I might have been the first uh, political leader here in Ontario to call for a public inquiry. It was several weeks ago. I know that other political leaders <clears throat> and association representatives have joined in that call. I, you know, I was very specific, specific when I called for it to say that it should take place on the other side of the crisis, not, of course, in the midst of a crisis, recognizing that we have far more urgent or acute needs in this moment because... Uh, the women and men living in those homes are dealing with tough circumstances, as are their families. Uh, the death rates were spiking and are still are still there, and that's a huge problem. And uh, the people working on the front lines in those homes were also facing big challenges. And so my call for a public inquiry at that point in time was, look, on the other side of the crisis, once we get to a, a better normal, if I can put it that way, or a new normal, we need to unpack this because we need a much bigger conversation about long-term care, about home care, about retirement in general, for the people of this province who have, have, uh, have helped create what we, we enjoy today. And I've noticed just in the last 20 or 30 minutes, the government has made an announcement regarding long-term care. They've, they've said that they will establish an independent commission. That statement that came out uh, from the minister just about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, just uh, so, looking it up. Yeah, so I just saw that right before I joined you on air today. I don't know what the terms of reference will be. Obviously, we'll wait for more details. I think that's probably a step in the right direction. But we definitely need to unpack this in a meaningful way once we're on the other side of the crisis. Well, what I'm what I'm looking at online is, and I'm quoting because it's not a big um, announcement. It says, "Today I am announcing that we will be launching an independent commission into Ontario's right. long-term care system beginning in September." 
right. is is that something that you can uh, you can bite on and say uh, they're they're basically going along with what I want? Well, look, I, I literally just saw the the statement right before I joined you on air. I think that they they do say in that uh, in that release that they will uh, the terms of reference who will lead the commission. All of those things are still to come. So I'm going to wait to see what the details are. I, I think it definitely needs to be nonpartisan. It needs to be in, truly independent. I think the terms of reference need to be broad because I think it has to be part of a – I hate saying it this way, Peter, but it's the only way for me to describe it. It does have to be a much bigger conversation. I think for far too long, we have uh, – this sector has been kind of out of sight, out of mind. Uh, there are a lot of challenges in the sector. We know that. We know the demographics have been shifting for years. And it can't just be long-term care. Now, I know the, the independent commission can be just long-term care, but the, the discussion I'm talking about has to be bigger, I think, and broader than that. And I say that as a guy whose parents are getting a little bit older. They're, they're fortunately still in their own home, but they need more support now than ever before, and people like them do as well. So I really hope we can, we can, uh, we can figure this out going forward. So I'll say it's a positive step, but I'd like to see more details. Okay, so here's here's the the, the it's, it's not quite the other side. If if we had Doug Ford on the line, he'd say you're right. We need to do something about uh, long term care. Uh, frankly, it's gone back through the liberal period, back through the former conservative period, yeah. even into the NDP period. And if I can expand on that, because I think he has said that, I've I've heard as much from him. Um, so it's nice that there's an inquiry. Um, coming in September of some description. We, as you say, we don't know yet. But if I look around me and I pay attention to what's happened in Quebec where they've been decimated uh, in the same kinds of facilities, and if I look into other provinces where they've been uh, less hit by COVID-19 than uh, Quebec and Ontario have, or if I look into the United States where uh, long-term care was almost, uh, it, it was almost the first, no, it was the first um, insight we got into how much uh, uh, trouble there was going to be in those p- particular facilities vis-a-vis or measured against any other aspect of society. Um, are, are you suggesting in any way that Ontario has dropped the ball in a greater way, uh, or is it just something that we as a society have, have uh, left to fall between stools? So I think it's probably, to be completely fair to everybody, I think it's probably a bit of both. I will say that um, there's obviously a a historical challenge that we've not taken this, all of us have not taken this seriously enough. And I think, so I say that it's it's multipartisan, if I can put it that way. Um, But I do believe also in the midst of the pandemic over the last 10 weeks or so that there have been examples of other provinces in Canada. British Columbia is one that I call upon fairly frequently that did move more aggressively and more decisively in the long-term care sector to do things. For example, some of your listeners might not know that many of the frontline workers in long-term care homes don't stay with one facility. Based on the model that exists, they will move around from facility to facility. That's partly economic. It's partly just the nature of the model. They don't get paid particularly well. I believe we were amongst the first, the Ontario Liberal Party, to call for uh, the $4 an hour wage supplement. I think that I put that in an open letter to the premier uh, here in Ontario back on March the 30th. It took close to four weeks later with federal funding support for Ontario to move in that direction. The regulation to shut down the ability of those workers to move from one facility to another and perhaps inadvertently carry the virus if they were asymptomatic from one facility to another also took weeks longer in Ontario to do versus places like British Columbia. So this is a time to be collaborative. It's a time to be constructive. But in my role as a leader of an opposition party, I think it's also important to say 
yes, I believe during the pandemic, Ontario could have moved more quickly and could have moved more decisively like British Columbia did. And I believe that might have helped. Well, let me just ask you one last question, because uh, I, and it sounds to me like uh, you're moving towards something. But uh, as you say, until the terms are known, you can't comment further. But let me ask you simply, you've mentioned this business of uh, transitory workers who work in multiple facilities. And I think that for now, that's been stopped. And I think it probably will remain stopped. It doesn't seem like a good idea. Uh, right. And we have the proof of that. So what needs to be done differently aside from that for the residents, particularly the residents and for workers in that, in that sector? So I think, I think we have to reassess how we pay and compensate the workers themselves. I know that in recent years there were moves towards providing personal support workers with better compensation. So I think we have, to, we have to reevaluate that. Having somebody doing the incredible work that PSWs do for our parents and grandparents and paying them $17, $18, $19 an hour, making it a struggle for them to stay in one place, is just, it just makes no sense whatsoever. I, you know, it, it's not good for them, and it's not good for the system for a whole bunch of reasons. And again, when you look at the work they're doing, it should be compensated in, in a, with a livable wage. I think that uh, the facility them, facilities themselves, many cry out for additional rehabilitation uh, to get us to a place where you don't necessarily need to have four residents in the same, in the same room or, or confined in the same space. When, when you're dealing with things like a pandemic, that's obviously, obviously a pretty significant challenge. And I think, you know, we do have to have a discussion about the overarching model, about the private versus public care. I'm not, or publicly funded care. I'm not here today to say I know for sure that we should end all private long-term care in Ontario. But I do think we have to remember that the primary responsibility of the sector needs to be the care part and not the private sector interest part as we go forward. If there's a way to accomplish that uh, with, with, uh, that includes the private sector, that's fine. But I think it's all about how we how we identify what the priority is. And I also mentioned home care earlier in this conversation because I think that's fundamentally important to getting this right as well. So there's lots well, look, of work we're, Lots of work. We're, we're in a province where the biggest cohort is 65 plus uh, in terms of age. Uh, and if you're not 65 plus, then maybe, like you said, you have a mom or a dad or both who are going to require that. I don't have my mom and dad anymore, but certainly my mother lived for the last few years of her life in a facility uh, of that description. I would have to say a good one in her case, but not in everybody's case. And yeah. uh, I think that there are people all over the place in decision-making uh, and opposition roles who are looking at it and saying you know what we can do better and uh, our parents deserve that absolutely absolutely and so i'm i'm um again i think progress with today's announcement want to see what the terms of reference look like and uh and in terms of the next number of weeks during the pandemic again let's make sure we get the proper ppe out to those people working on the front lines let's make sure that uh, the residents in those cases have all the care they need not just health care but mental health care as well because the isolation of the pandemic has been very tough on our on our parents and grandparents living in those homes. And then let's work, to, work together on the other side to make sure that we do get it right. Stephen Del Duca, thank you. Thank you, Peter. You stay safe. And you do the same. Always a pleasure. Stephen Del Duca is a Canadian politician well-known to you because he is now the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. Maybe small, but uh, there's still a lot of Liberal support out there. So uh, we'll be watching Stephen.